0: there you know what i believe that every single person on this planet can make a difference and i believe that we all have something to offer something that's so unique that it will change somebody else's life i believe we all deserve to step into our true selves and i believe that every single person needs to feel great about themselves I want you to step into who you truly are, and I want you to make a difference for somebody else and for yourself, and I don't think it's that hard. It's a matter of putting one step in front of the other and just taking action, and I'm interviewing guests that have done just that. I'm Karen Vaughan. This is the Get Off The Bench podcast, and here is where you can make that decision to make your life count. It all starts with you saying yes. Howdy, and welcome back to another week of the Get Off The Bench podcast. One of the things that I really can't stand, and nor should you, is bullying and harassment and uh, discriminating against a person because they are or believe in something that you don't, and I, I just think it's absolutely wrong when we can't embrace people for who they uniquely are and to really... Really celebrate and love them for bringing their unique self to the world. And, and if we're ever going to make a difference in this world, we have to be able to, you know, have every person being their authentic self and and sort of putting everything in place like unique pieces of a puzzle. Otherwise, we get hatred and we get all these awful energies in the world. And this is where wars start. And you know, like. Man, we're not on this earth to hurt each other. We're on this earth to love each other and to, you know, get, keep the planet spinning properly. And and to, I don't know. I think that kindness should be our highest value. And I also think that um, by not looking after each other, we endanger we endanger people's mental health and physical health. So now that I've had that rant today i have got a, a a magnificent guest tim bai who is actually the gay farmer who is also a candle maker and he has got a, a story of abuse or you know bullying harassment that was never dealt with and uh, which affected his mental health and then he started making candles as a way to combat that and it's a fantastic story and tim has got a fantastic message and it's a great opportunity to really hear things from his point of view and perhaps change our perspective and perhaps change the way that we treat people or start to reflect on how do we treat people and are we are we treating people properly so I'm going to get straight into it and welcome Tim. Thank you. (laughs) Oh that's all I'm going to get. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for having me. (laughs) That's my pleasure. It's um you know, you've you've got a great story, and yet you've you've got a terrible story. You know, it's it's uh it's kind of a contradiction in itself. But it's I think it's um I wanted to get you on because I think it's really important that we understand that one of the things that I try to really push is that we're all beautiful human beings, and we're all unique individuals. You know, with our own um our own unique strengths and gifts and talents and everything else. And and when when that's celebrated and embraced. You know, we we all add to the tapestry of life, you know, and add to a beautiful world. But when, when um, I guess attitudes and beliefs and everything else are, you know, squash that, we, that's when we get wars, and that's when we get hatred, and that's when we get um, all, all sorts of bloody things that we really don't need in this world. So I'm glad to have you on. So I'm glad that we can dig into your story and open up some of that stuff. Awesome. <laughs> but, you, can't, you can't just give me one word the answers. I, we'll be finished in five minutes.
1: <laughs> no, I, I'm the same. So I've I've tried to talk about my story for the past seven years, um, and a lot of outlets don't want to hear about it because it's. They're like, oh, it's too dark and it's a bad story. And I'm like, but this is what's happening. And if you don't report on it, it won't stop. Yeah. Um. So I had a really good um. Journalist from the Age, uh, no Sydney Morning Herald in Sydney, Anna Patty. She did a great double-page story, um, but that was it. That and Joy FM. Um, yeah. Nobody really wanted to go. Okay, sh- the bad stuff's happening in workplaces. Let's actually stop this. It was just. It's kind of left. Just been left with deaf ears and muted mouths. So yeah, I'm so happy that you um you've got me on because at least more people will hear that it, it's not just them yeah. and there are ways to get it rectified. You don't have to um, take bullying or harassment or discrimination.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Let, let's have a look. So, we, you know, you're now called the gay farmer and you're yep. now the gay farmer candle maker and, you know, it's, it's absolutely fantastic that you sort of, one, I think it's good. You could just call yourself Tim's Candles, do you know, or you could call yourself um, the Candle Maker, or you know, um, hundred whatever, hundred percent soy. But you've you've kept the gay farmer candles in there, and and it's kind of like really proudly saying up front, this is who I am. Like it, you know, like it or lump it, and. Yep. And there are going to be there are going to be people who go well. I'm not going to buy a candle from him, and, and so bloody be it. But it, it's such a for me. It makes me want to support you more, you know, because because you you're actually saying, well, I, I've been bullied and harassed yet I'm not going to shut up. You know, I'm I'm going yep. to put this out there. Now I want to talk about your candles as we uh, a little bit further on and why you came to making candles, but. Let, let's just go back to to the start. Well, to the start of your working. Well, just the start of the shit show, really. Yeah. In, in 2016, in your workplace, you know, you were subjected to bullying, harassment, discrimination, and a lot of awful things, which yes is is disgusting. And it doesn't matter what you believe or or what you. What your preferences are, or anything like, that. even if you are completely like, I would never be gay. Whatever, you still don't have a right to to buddy trudge other people. So, tell it to what, you know. I don't want you. I don't want to raise trauma for you. But no, that's fine. What, what I've happened? been dealing with it
1: for seven years and multiple court cases. So it's 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 not as traumatic these days to go through it as it used to be because um, you, yeah. you get to the point where you're quite numb about what happened. So it's just um, I still have panic attacks and stuff like that, but it's not talking about it now. I think is now more of a sign of strength than um, reliving the trauma. Like there's still trauma there, but I, I can deal with that a lot better now that I've been seeing a, a psychologist and I've got the, the tools to do that. That we, so I started at a um, fruit and veg wholesaler at the Melbourne markets in 2016 and um, it was all good until they hired a sales and uh, the sales manager so he looked after all the guys that sold the fruit to like woolies and all the little fruit and veg shops um, and he was just just anti-gay from the start Um Didn't like it. Uh, He voiced his opinion quite regularly. Um, He would call me a lady every day. Um, And this went on for nearly 18 months. Um, I reported everything that he'd done and the company just, it wasn't like they took the report seriously enough. So the CEO talked to him, had a casual conversation saying, you just can't say these things but didn't stop it. Mm. So after they had that conversation, he continued and he was just, I don't care what religion you are. Um, from what I understand, he had been um, in trouble with the law before, uh, come out of that and become a born-again Christian. Don't care if you're Christian, Catholic, or whatever you want to be, I've got friends from all different religious and cultural backgrounds, but a workplace isn't somewhere where those conversations need to be had. Mm. And so one day in October he was having a conversation with a, another worker that I could overhear, and then that's where it really started because he was saying things like gay people don't deserve to live. Um, poo pushes are effing disgusting. Um, faggots don't aren't normal people. Blah blah blah. And I'm like, this, where's this like? How can you like in back in 2016 it wasn't bad for gay people. And we we're quite. Um, I consider myself lucky being the generation I am. I didn't have to face as much as what my previous generation saw. So being in the workplace, I'd never seen this kind of hatred and I'd been in many different jobs. And, like, I've worked in the mines, I've worked in the building industry and never have I been, like, confronted so badly. Mm. And so I put in a formal complaint after that. I was like, "No, nah, the ladies singing now this, its it's one step too far. So I put the complaint in, nothing happened, Um, two days after the complaint he was talked to about the complaint he then asked me in for a meeting and I thought it was work-based because our jobs unfortunately crossed and then in that he tried to justify his hatred for gay people and I'm like you can't justify this to me wow and that's when Mm -hmm. I had my first panic attack because I was like I'm in this room with a guy trying to justify his hatred for who I am and Half the meetings are blank because I was just in this state of panic and anxiety that I'm just sitting there just, just going, what the hell is this? Like it, I'd never been in a situation. Um, so after that, I complained again. I'm like, he should never be allowed to talk to me alone in a closed room. Like what are you letting happen? And then later after that, it would have been December. He, I went up to the, our sales floor where all, we did all our sales, um, all the fruit and veggies there, and he was on a forklift and swung it around and missed me by millimetres.
0: Wow. Wow.
1: And uh, that's when I'm like I'm, I'm now in danger. Yeah. So I reported that to my manager. I'm like there's a near miss. I nearly got hit by a forklift by the guy who's bullied me. Can we do something? And there was just a resounding, nothing's going to happen. You're just going to have to deal with it. And I'm like, I don't have to deal with my life being in danger. Yeah. And then after Christmas, it was probably late January, early February, we had crossed paths. I was going up to our sales floor. He was coming back to our warehouse. I was walking. He was in a buggy. And that's when he told me that all I deserved was to be raped with a knife. Oh, my God. Wow. And that was when I knew I I couldn't be there, I needed a break. Um, I didn't report it because I was, like, it, start, it was escalating. Everything that I reported, he'd escalate again. So I didn't report that because I was too scared that something else was going to happen. And uh, from what I understood, his son was an MMA fighter. So I'm like, I'm not taking any risks here mm-hmm. with my... I'm not going to report that. I went into my manager and I said, how much leave do I have? And I think I had three weeks and three days. I said, I'll be taking that as soon as possible. Thank you. Um, and then that's when I went to my doctor and told her what had been happening at work. Um, and then when I went back to work, they'd hired someone to do my job and completely changed my job description when I went back. And I said... But I never agreed to this. You didn't bring me a new contract. And then he still continued to call me a lady every morning. And I was just, every time it happened, i put in another complaint. I'm like, do something. And then they terminated me first and final on the 26th of June, out of nowhere. And it wasn't like first thing in the morning. They got me to do a big part of my job that no one else was really capable of doing. Then terminated me. And I'm like, i back in a tailspin going, what the hell is this? Um, so I just I said, fine, whatever, I'll leave, but I'll see you at fair work for the dismissal. And then I talked to legal aid and I told them about everything that else that happened. And that started a seven year, I'm um, in my third lawsuit. And just wow. so I haven't worked since the twenty sixth of June. Um, I was on Centrelink Job Seeker for a while, um, and then because I was deteriorating so badly because I wasn't getting any support, because WorkCover deemed my claim to be um, false. Oh. They're like nothing happened to you, and I'm like. Oh. So, work cover in Victoria is is just it's horrendous. Unless you've like lost a limb, they don't care. Um, psychological issues to them are just your problem. Deal with it. Um, so, I fought them on that for seven years, um, and because I didn't get the help, I, I went downhill so bad that I ended up um, now on a disability pension. Because my diagnosis, I've got PTSD, agoraphobia and an adjustment disorder. Um, And unfortunately, my adjustment disorder is a very aggressive type. So when I get extremely stressed, I get quite violent. So I can't go into workplaces because if something happens, I may hurt someone. And I'm not going to do that to someone else. I know what it's like being in that position so and my doctors are like we can't we can't risk it yet because if we sign off it they're liable for whatever happens to me and whatever i do so 7 years of not working and um now i have this business and it's doing really well but um because of everything that's happened to me i i donate a lot of my profits so i'm running like probably just on even because I donate a lot of the money that I make back into really good charities that do work that I wish I had. Mm. Um, so yeah. the candle business isn't for me to make money. It's for me to help others. It's my, my way of making sure that no one else gets put in my position, which they shouldn't be in the first place. Like I would expect a manager to be right on top of something like this. It's not, it's not conducive. the The company had anti-bullying um, statements in the contracts and equal opportunity employment things. And I'm like, where's your, where 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 are you helping me with the contract I signed to be protected in the workplace? Wow,
0: well, absolutely, the yeah. No
1: and they kept him he's from what i understand he's still working at this company 7 years later
0: wow wow so what 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 was that what was that phobia you said you had agoraphobia was that?
1: agoraphobia so that's that's a fear of going into wide open spaces with a lot of people
0: mm. so
1: Um, This business has been really good for my treatment because I'm forced to go to markets and be around other individuals, but it does get, um, it gets a bit hairy sometimes. Like I've been to a couple of events and I'm just really just stressing out because I'm like there's too much going on. Mm. Um, But I have to learn to push through that now because if I continue on the way I was going, I would never leave the house. So. It's all treatment now. So if I didn't start this candle business, I don't think I would be where I am now.
0: You know, it sucks, doesn't it? It's like one person's attitude, you know, can ruin a whole person's life. And I think that oh, yeah. we we let's let's go back like 30 years. You know, this is before you were in the workplace, but yes. I was in the workplace. And people were just sort of making comments all over the place about anything, you know. And it was just a joke, and you get away with it, and that kind of stuff. And and you know, you know, drink a cup of concrete. whatever, whatever people used to say, do you know? And still say, still say it. And and <clears throat> mental health and psychological issues were just laughed at, you know. Was it just a joke? And it was you're a weak as piss and all that kind of stuff. Now we're actually really understanding it, you know, and, and starting to take it a lot more seriously. And It's not just the mental health. I'm a little bit stressed and I'm anxious and, you know, I can't go. It it destroys lives. Like it's, it it destroys why the, it's not okay for one person to have their entire life destroyed because somebody else, uh, you know, decides they're going to bully. And, and, we can't change everybody's opinion. Like you can't make everybody, um, you know, be, be a vegan. You can't make everybody not be homophobic and you can't make everybody believe in every religion or whatever. You, you just can't make people, but, but we, every single person walking this earth should have the right to be who they are. And, exactly. and you can have your opinions, so but you keep them to your fucking
1: self. <laughs> you know, yes. Just mind and your business. That's, that's the thing. Like I, you can have any opinion you want of me, but you don't have to voice it to me. We don't have to I, hurt you either. Yeah, I don't. I don't deserve it. I've done nothing to deserve it. I. I it's not like I was hitting on him or mm. being suggestive to him. So what? What's? I don't under understand the mentality of having to say these things for what gain? Like is it personal gain that you feel like you've you've won up me and you've trumped me by calling me a lady or saying that I'm disgusting because I'm gay or is it your own insecurities about yourself that you have to make others feel shit and
0: oh, I, I think that one i think that's the one you know i've got this uh, i i've got a really solid view maybe maybe i'm just bad because i've got like a personal anti view but yeah, you know, I've got this view that 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 people, particularly homophobic people, and particularly those who are so um, aggressive about it, I actually think they're they and, and some I might get feedback on this, but I don't give a fuck really. Uh, I reckon they're um you, you know sick they sick deep, perverted bastards because at the end of the day, like like there's a lot of people out there who, who say well, gay people are uh, sick and they're disgusting and that kind of stuff. I kind of put it back, and so you're fucking disgusting and sick. Because if if when in the workplace, a gay person is doing exactly the same job as a straight person, and it really does not matter, and 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 just as good a job, and there's no difference in, in the in the work. But if you're going down this um this tunnel of, you know, lowering somebody because of who they sleep with, why that makes you a perverted, sick bastard is because what the hell are you doing thinking about what other people do in bed? Like that is such a, because that's the only difference. And are you spying through people's windows or are you lying in bed at night imagining what other people are doing in bed? And holy shit, to me that is, that's sicker. Like that is actually disgusting. And
1: what does it matter what I do at home in my private life? Like we don't live together We are not friends out of work. Yep. Take me as face value at work. I do my job. I do my job well. That's all that mattered. Yeah. But I I have a similar view with the very extreme homophobic men and some women, is that they're extremely jealous that I'm living my authentic life as a gay person and they can't. Yep. They want to be out in the world with their their same-sex partner but they got married and they've got kids and now they can't live that life so they take it out on me and it's like it's 2023, it's called Divorce and go and have that partner you actually want. Your wife will probably be happy about it (laughs) because she can find someone else and your kids aren't going to hate you for being gay. They're probably going to respect you more because you didn't waste their mother's life. Like. I get it a lot. I've um, So I've done so many markets and then I've had people on Grindr contact me and they were there with their wife. And I'm like, don't be contacting me now after you've met me at a market and I met you and your wife. Like, do you really think I'm going to come chasing after you now? I'm like, no. <laughs> Thank you. Go away. You
0: know, I, I agree. I think it's... um. It is, but I also understand how tough that is for some for people because you know if you've, you've you've there are people who out there who who are like that who in relationships they shouldn't be and they are gay and they should be in a you know they they it would be better they were in a gay it would life. be better. However, there I get it because there are still a lot of. Um, of their parents you know yes. who who have got a very definite idea and who who would um uh, discard them from the family i suppose which which again is not right because our the, the love of our children and the it should be everything and no matter, yep. no matter what they do as long as they're good you know as long as they don't hurt other people but it's um You know, I get it. I get it because there are some very strong parents, although I still think that if you've got to be authentic because you're going to die sick. You're going to die bloody sick if you don't live your own life.
1: When you live... So I didn't come out till I was 18, but I knew from an extremely young age that I was gay. Um, And through my teen years, it was horrific to live two lives. Mm, Um, And it does, it makes you just you don't feel yourself, you don't always feel up to anything because you're having this battle with yourself that someone's going to catch you out on something. And when I finally did come out, it was such a relief, but I didn't tell my father because I thought he would, we're from Gippsland, he grew up on farms, he's a very um, he's a very stoic man and I always have this fear that if he found out he would be just livid. Um but he just, he did not give a fucking shit. I didn't get to tell him. <laughs> a neighbour told him. Just, she thought he knew um, and it just came across and he just did not give a shit. And he's probably the most proud of what I've done with this brand out of all my family. He tells everyone he knows that I've got this great brand and it's called The Gay Farmer. And at 18, I wouldn't have thought that would be my dad. Yeah, But he shocked me and I shouldn't be shocked because he loves me, my brother and my sister, and it it doesn't matter what we've done. Um, My brother wasn't a great teenager. My sister was a bitchy teenager, but he always loved us Like there was no, um, we didn't miss out on my father's love because it was always there and I should have known better to have told him, but you have that fear at 18 and, Even at 36 now, there are some people you don't want to tell. Not that people can't tell with me. It's fine. I don't give a shit. But you meet some people and you're like, "Mm, I don't know. I don't really want to confirm it for you because I don't know which way you're going to take that. Yeah. And it really shouldn't. I should just be, everybody should be given that, just that basic respect. Absolutely. Um, Until I do something where I don't deserve basic respect, just be nice. It's really not hard to be a nice person.
0: No, it's it is really not hard. But I think I think gay men have it a lot harder than gay women. I
1: yeah. I, I find that um, straight women love gay men more, and yeah. straight men are fine with lesbians. But but even see, even straight women they don't care about lesbians. No. It's just straight men and gay men just are like oil and water, and I don't understand it. Because um, they're happy with so many others from our community that they don't care, but it's just gay men that they're just like, no. And it's like, we're not hitting on you. Yeah. We don't want to take you home. Stop having so many tickets on yourself. <laughs> and it's that's the like, I've asked a few straight that's- men, I'm I blatantly like, what is your problem? And they're like, I don't want to give you any ideas. And I'm like, no ideas. Not at all. And then they get upset that you don't think they're attractive. And I'm like, but you were upset that you thought I thought you were attractive, and now I think you're not. You're upset because you think I think you're ugly. And I'm like, there's what is wrong with your going on here? Is it that you have to feel like I love you and want to take you home? But if I express that, you get angry. Yeah. But if I express the opposite, you still get angry. (laughs) <laughs> I remember I
0: worked with a with a guy who had to go to the um, doctors, and there was a, a gay doctor in our town, and he said, "Oh, I'm not going to him," and and I said, "Why?" and he said, "Oh, he's probably going to do something to me," and I said. Yeah jesus you've got tickets on yourself i said i said what is wrong with you as if he would think you're attractive like you're going to go in there and he's just gonna think oh my god you're the most attractive man i've ever seen get over here and pull your pants out i said, <laughs> I said you're, you're a dickhead you've got tickets on yourself oh people aren't thinking like that like they like, and and uh, you know people aren't just walking around all day going who can i screw like yes well well some people are but not not yeah. this is what gay people seem to get lumbered with this uh identity and and you it's not true. Nobody walks around no, they,
1: going. They think we are a sex-obsessed gender that is only out to find the next route. And it's like we live completely normal lives. I live on a farm. I've got sheep. I, um, I've got investments. I've, I, I live a life like any other normal person, but for some reason you think that all I do when I'm out for a coffee with friends is try and look for the, the hottest guy that's out. I'm like, i got better things to do than look at you. I've got a friend here that I'm in a conversation with. Like, Exactly, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's changing. Like I come back to Terrelgan after 26 years um, and I was a little hesitant coming back. So we, uh, I come back 2019 and Terrelgan hasn't always been the most uh, mm. accepting of towns. I've not had a single issue since I've been back.
0: Yeah.
1: And I'm like, if this country town can accept me exactly who I am, I am extremely loud and proud. Um, I wear all my merch, all my gay farmer merch. No one has said boo to me. Mm. But when you go up closer to the city, it gets a bit worse. And I'm like, how is the city so bad? Yeah. Like, because I've been to Bansdale and I thought Bandstar was going to be a bit rough because it has a Nothing. Mm. And I'm like, how can the country be so far ahead of a city that is one of the biggest gay cities in the world? Like, how is the homophobia moved all the way up there but the country's just like, yeah, whatever, I don't care? Like, I don't understand it. And I, I love the fact. I am so proud of down here and how well they've accepted me with my business and who I am, that I tell all my city folks, I'm like, I feel safer in the country than I ever do in the city.
0: Yeah. I think Gippsland's pretty good, though. You know, I think... I think um, there's a lot of really good leaders in Gippsland, you know, that that really yeah. standing up not not just for not just for LGBTQI, for everything, for, just for everything, saying, "Hey, we need more of this. Hey, this isn't right. Hey, I'm speaking up. Hey, I'm calling this out," you know. And which you know, I think Gippsland's like the same as everywhere. There's always going to be an undertone of shit, you know, in, yeah. in every every area you go to. But I I think it's it. You can't avoid that, but I think what matters in regions or what matters in areas is is when people do have a platform or they are in a leadership position or they have got something to say and they've got the courage to say it, say it because then it gives other people the opportunity to stand behind them, you know, or to, to say, me too. I agree with that, you, you know, and yep. the people in leading positions do need to speak out. Because then it just makes it just opens a path for everybody else, you know, to say, yeah, yeah, I'm on board with that, and I don't have a problem with it, and and calling people out, I think exactly.
1: I've I've only had to call out one person at a market. One guy with his girlfriend wanted to have a snigger, and I heard the snigger, and I'm like, you haven't got as quiet a voice as you think, mate. I heard what you said. Fuck off. I don't want your money. I don't want anything from you. Piss off from my tent. And he shit Bricks, because yeah. he knew I said it so loud that others could hear, that if he tried anything, they were going to come and back me up. Yeah. He down, I feel down this way, if you have ill will against gay people or anyone and they stand up for themselves, you're now the you're no longer the person people stand up for anymore. Yeah. People will do the right thing and stand up for the person getting bullied or harassed. And they're the lone person and they get scared now. And that's why I think I feel so safe down here because if I stand up and yell enough, someone's going to come and back me up. Yeah. We're in the city, I think, because it's so busy and no one cares about what's going on around them. If that was to happen, people would just walk away. Yeah um it happens all the time someone falls over in the city and gets hurt but no one stops to call the police yeah or the ambulance they just leave them there and I'm like that's how I feel when I got there if something was to happen people would be just like that's your problem deal with it mm. we're down here it's that mateship that's really inbred in the country that you help someone who's in trouble
0: yeah yeah, absolutely. Now, tell me, uh, now, you, you've gone through all this bullying and, and yep. uh, we've opened up a can of worms, which is fantastic, uh, and you, you've um, developed some, you know, mental health that's had a mental health impact and everything else. Now, when we're hearing about your market, which I absolutely yep. love, love you, and, and I... I love love that you're doing it despite the fact that it can be stressful and it can and agitate some of your conditions but you're still doing it anyway and and not only is it good for you it's actually good for other people too to be having something that's just so blatantly there and just let's go but what got you into candle making
1: oh uh, so my niece so my sister lives in Perth with her husband and two kids and my She's 19 now, 19-year-old niece. She started candle making probably 2020 during COVID. Yeah. And she come over in 2021 and we were talking about it. And I'm like, that seems like quite relaxing and something because I need a creative outlet. I'm left-handed. I always have to be doing something that's using that kind of creative side of me. And I hadn't had anything for a while um, because of the mental health stuff, like all my creative stuff. I was like, no, it just annoys me and I don't want to touch it yeah,
0: yeah.
1: um and she t- was telling me about candle making I'm like that seems like something I could actually get into so I just bought like a little starter cheap ass starter set and I really enjoyed it I'm like this is actually quite fun and there's like a science to it so I like having something where you've got to think as well like I mm-hmm. like using my brain um, and then because it went well I'm like okay and then I was um a part of Trelgan Harriers. And we have a triathlete, uh, Molly Irvine, and she went over to Worlds for the age um, and she finished fifth and she did extremely well off an injury, um, but they have to pay for everything. Mm. It's not a, a grant and funded thing through the government. So it costs quite a lot of money and a lot of local businesses helped her get there. So I said to her, I said, would you mind if I make a candle and donate money from the candle to you. And she's like, that would be great. So she picked everything that she wanted and um, I made it and it, kind of, it made me feel really good doing something for someone else again. Yeah. Um, and then I just loved the process and I'm like, actually, I might actually get into this a little bit more um, deeper. And then it just it kept growing. Um, I started off with about five different scents. Now I'm at 20. Um, I have two different ranges so I have a a really fruit sweet side and a really masculine side Um, and it's just beyond what I thought it would ever be and the support is just like you when you start a small business you don't expect to get huge support right startup like you know your friends are going to support you and family Um, but when I started doing markets people like this is like this is amazing and so many parents would come up to me and go I've got a gay child and this just makes me smile and I'm like good this is this is what should be happening I I want people to celebrate everyone in our community um as much as I'm the gay farmer I am our community's representative yeah um and I think that gives me quite a lot of um pride that I'm mm. actually out there making sure that kids who are you know 10 11 can see that there's a leader in the community community that is out and proud and they don't have to be scared and if they want to contact me and go look I'm having this kind of trouble or that kind of I'll help them that's what it's not just a candle business if you're if something's wrong I've been through so much that I'll, I'll have some type of advice for them yep. um and that's what that's the other side of it because I've got a market friend her grandson she she every time she sees me she just it tells me every time he just loves your brand he loves you he thinks you're amazing and I'm just like oh he's such an adorable little kid so I give him a candle every now and again and it makes his day he just he will not stop ranting and raving about it and it's <laughs> small things like that yeah. that when he grows up to a young adult he'll remember and then he'll treat everyone the same that's right and it's just changing small perceptions like I meet burly men at some of these markets and they are buying candles for their wives and I just look at them going wouldn't have picked you for a candle (laughs) but they just they come and they support and they think it's just like some of my candle names are quite hilarious um and they just think it's so funny and they love that I'm the gay farmer and they think that's funny and they're like oh so do you actually have a farm and I'm like well yeah I wouldn't fake the farmer (laughs) and it's just it really makes me really happy that there's people just they're just happy to see something like this and look there's lots of candle makers out there and it's a very very hard niche to get doing really well um but because uh my, my logo is so out of the box and I am I am my brand. I live it daily. I think that's where a lot of the support comes because they know I am this authentic gay guy who lives on a farm that makes candles.
0: Yeah. <laughs> no, oh, one of these things is not like the other.
1: <laughs> no, and this is like an, uh, an ex-partner of mine years and years ago, I was like 18, 19, he's like... Um, me and your complete opposites he's straight on the outside but a complete princess on the inside which was true everybody thought he was straight but he was the gayest campus piece of shit you could find (laughs) um but I'm the opposite I'm quite gay on the outside but I love cars I like sport I I don't I don't mind going camping I do really quite masculine stuff But you wouldn't know it unless you talk to me because if you talk to me, they're like, oh, he's just another Queenie fag. But I'm completely opposite. I will talk cars all day. I'll talk football all day. I don't care. But a lot of people won't take that next step to find out that I am actually... If I didn't have the gay voice and everything, they would never know. But it takes a real man to actually have that conversation with me and go, actually... I could hang out with you and talk sports all day because you know you're shit. Yeah. But a lot of people won't go past the, oh, he's got a gay voice.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. And it's like, it's a fucking voice. There's nothing I can do with it. Like, what do you want me to do? Like, come on. So if they take that extra second, they'll find out that I'm actually just a real bogan, like full bogan. (laughs) and we all, we love our bogans in the country oh, i love a good mulleted bogan <laughs> i thought my friends are like you need to get a mullet and i'm like i think that's one step too far <laughs> it is one t- don't do it i would <laughs> look, look horrible
0: that look good on anybody <laughs> sorry if you're listening and you've got a bloody mullet but yuck <laughs> no i'm not
1: a big fan of mullets no
0: <laughs> so what which
1: markets are you at for people to if, if they want to so my usuals uh warrigal arts market when it's on so that's a summer series so that's about september through to march april uh i do Terelgan when i haven't got an event on so i try to do quite a lot of charity markets um so i just did the code nine at Star, which is for um first responders and dispatchers for who suffer with PTSD. Yeah. And when I found that, uh, that Rosedale was doing one, I'm like, I want in, I need to support this foundation because they're doing work that should be done. Like, first responders and the dispatchers, uh, they see and hear quite horrific things and I was like, I'm in, let's go. Um, and then I'm doing the Do It For Dolly Day for Dolly's Dream in Ballara. Yeah. That's this weekend. Um, what else have I got coming up? Lock. I'm doing Lock Winter Market Series. So I'll be there once a month in, from May, June, July and I think August. Um, and then I do quite big um, caravan and lifestyle shows. Yeah. So I've got Lardner Park Caravan and then I've got Bendigo Caravan and uh, Camping. And oh, a really big one that Gippslanders should support is Currumbara um, Southern Lights.
0: Yeah.
1: It's at Cold Creek Reserve and they have a massive bonfire wow. and they have fire twirlers and food and um, a big market center and it's a night market. So it's really cool. Wow. Um, they've got 5,000 tickets currently for sale, but it's just. It's a really good local event that needs to be supported because it's. We don't get that anymore. You don't get big bonfire nights and yeah. like cool stuff like that. Um. So that's one of my next biggest ones, and I've got one in Mansfield. Not looking forward to that. That's a long drive. And cold. <laughs> yeah. So it's the it's Queen's birthday weekend when the snow season starts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they've all told me there might it might be slightly frozen i'm like awesome this is just awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's markets are so hard during winter because it's they're usually outdoor events um and the weather can be shit for it. yeah absolutely so i i try to do i'm trying to do this winter season just to see what it's like it's my first one um and i don't mind it's if i go and make Um, my costs back and I've supported some uh, a local arts event or a market event that um, others won't support then I've done my job as a small business it's not just about making massive profits and that's why I've supported so many local events like I I sponsored Warrigal Show, uh, Ball Ball Runner's Good Friday Appeal, Uh, I sponsor a local female race car driver from Tarelgan. She races in the V8 Super 2s. Wow. Um, She's a sister of a friend of mine um, and she's the only female racer in the V8 paddock. And I'm like, I'll jump on board. Like, you are exactly the people I want to. I don't just have to support my community. To support the only female racer I find really inspirational because she's going to show other girls that they can get into go-karting and end up being a proper race car driver. And yeah. there's not enough. It's such a male-dominated world. And mm. I'm all for women empowerment. Um, I sit on the committee for Warrigal show and uh, we had a meeting yesterday and I'm like, I want more, a few more women-owned businesses at our market because a lot of the time it's um, male-dominated. Like the mm. food industry is very male-dominated. And I'm like, why can't we find some women who own their food business and get them in? Like it Mm -hmm. shouldn't just be one gender or the other in this. So I try and get a good mix of people. And I'd love more gay people doing markets, but it's really hard to find. (laughs) Like it's so hard to find um, out and proud people who are out there doing markets because I'll happily suggest them to other markets, like, come along be be the next person like I don't mind doing the job by myself but like it it can't just rely on me if you you know what I mean like we need more people doing it so we've got a bigger spread because I do Gippsland yeah but like it's hard enough trying to get to the other side of Melbourne and do stuff over there too so it's um one day, <laughs> you have your be, own conglomerate oh yeah, yeah yeah i'm gonna be all over the world hopefully. <laughs> but i i i'm a slight control freak so i won't ever employ anyone and i'll do everything myself because it's it's really hard because i know the product and i love the product and it's all come from me someone else doesn't have that passion yeah and that's where i have my issues i'm like yes you could sell it but you can't sell it like me where you get people emotionally involved. Yeah. And that's why I love doing it because people will ask me my story and I, we have a little chat and then they're emotionally involved with it and that's where the support really comes in because they understand what's happened. Um, and I'm an open book. I don't mind. I've never cared if people were like, tell us what happened. I'm like, well, this is what happened. And they're like, oh, that shit. And I'm like, "Well." Wow. <laughs> Tell some judges that shit,
0: <laughs> <laughs> but you, you're so right. With a business, you know, people want to know who the person is. People want to know the story. People want to know your why. They already want to, you know. Like, um, I was just going to say, yeah, you could franchise it, but you're absolutely right. You know, even if you had, even if you had, uh, you know, a hundred gay farmers selling your product, or and they still don't have, they still don't have your story. They still don't no. have that drive that comes from you. And a lot of people tell me, you know, to um to scale up you know karen you can make so much more money if you scale it up sell your programs and that but but it's not me it's not me you know people buy me they don't it's it's so important
1: exactly when someone buys my candle they've bought something of me i've i've put everything into this and when they take it home they've taken me home with them and that's what i think they love about the product because they know where it's come from
0: yeah
1: um and that's And people have told me, like, you could scale up heaps. And I'm like, it's not about making millions and millions of dollars. It's about making sure that my mental health is in the right space. Yes. And I'm happy. Because if I start scaling and scaling, I'm going to get to a point where I'm stressed about other things on top of what I've already got. Yeah, I'll be a mess in the bedroom just laying in bed going, no, not doing anything. (laughs) So I no point like no I I want to get into some like homeware stores and like just little cute um you know small business stuff where it's not going to add a lot of pressure but I don't want to be this like big Australian company that has hundreds of employers and I'm just churning out candles it takes the whole reason why I did it
0: yeah absolutely Absolutely. Can can we on your website or on your Facebook page? You know, people follow you on there or um, Instagram yep. or uh, do you have Instagram market? Markets uh, so,
1: like- yep. So I always post what markets I'm coming up to every week on Instagram. Yep.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, which is the Gay Farmer Aus. And on my website, I have a market page where I've got probably the next month and a half's worth of all my markets that I list. Yeah. Um because people a lot of people follow and they're like oh they'll message and they're like where you at where you at so i just direct them to the website now yeah. um because it's a lot easier yeah, absolutely <laughs> so messaging all these people i can be like all my markets are on the website go have a look
0: yeah no that's fantastic and what is the website so we can uh, it's the
1: gayfarmer.com.au Wow,
0: oh, fantastic well I'll, I'll, tim i've absolutely loved this i absolutely love it i think that it's um One, the candles are fantastic. I love the branding. I love that you make them with love. I love that they're there for your mental health and that's your priority. I love that you're giving... You know, you're getting sort of the the, um, equal rights message out into the world in a kind way and just in a gentle way. You know, you're just sort of saying, well, here it is. Here it is. There's nothing to it. It's just we're we're all the same. I I hate that you've been through um, that absolute shit show and still going through it, Um, but I think that um, it's people like you that stand up and say this happens and it's not good enough. It's the only way we're going to make change. You, you know that that people, it, because you could have said, "Well, this happened to me. I'm a victim. That sucks. I'm going to stay in bed all day." You you know, and and nobody wins from that. But at least no. at least you're speaking out. You know, you you're potentially saving somebody else. And it's and and some people don't actually make it. You know, some people. No, um, um, it's too
1: that's hard. What, that's what I now look at. Um, on bad days, I'm like, you've you've had the strength to get through it all. Yep. Um, you're still going after seven years. Yeah. Um, but because I speak out, I might save that one person who didn't have the strength. Like, it is not hard. And if someone doesn't make it, I can completely understand why they didn't make it. Because a lot of other people just go, oh, that was a coward's way out. And I'm like, no, 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 no. When you get to that point. Mm. you're in tunnel vision and that is it that is the only way that's going to make any happiness for them yeah. that's where they're that's their end goal to be happy and no longer have to deal with it and for people to go oh um they cowered out and killed themselves i'm like no they've probably screamed out for hell nobody realized it and now they're at that point so some people just i can understand it it is horrid to go through and it's really hard to try and see any happiness afterwards because if you don't get any justice from it it's a constant I was never justified um people are okay that this happened and it it, you start spiraling really bad Mm. and that's why I, I stand up I'm like you can get through this there are ways and means um I have an extremely good lawyer thank god um and I give his name out like you wouldn't believe to people who have been exactly through what I've through because he will give them, um, it's not guaranteed hope, but he will stand up for you for what you went through and that's what you need. You just need that one person to go, no, this was wrong. I will do everything in my power to make it right. Mm. And I luckily stumbled across him and he's just, The biggest gay ally you can find, he is such a champion for the ally world and the fact that he will take on cases that a lot of lawyers are like, no, we're not doing this. He will fight and he's fought for me for probably four years and that helps knowing that I've got someone who's uh, trained and educated in the legal world who says what happened to you was not right, it gives you some comfort.
0: Yeah, it validates you.
1: Not, it does. Not it
0: validates your story, it validates you as a human being and it validates that, that that's completely unacceptable. Do you want to give him a shout-out?
1: Uh, his name is Reese Thomas. He's from uh, Macquarie Injury Lawyers. Yeah. Um, he's just the sweetest guy. Um, he was on his honeymoon in Greece and he still called me. Like, he's <laughs> just, he, he just is one of these people that just, Like, without him in the world, the world would be such a shit place.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: And I can't thank him enough for everything he's done for me.
0: Yeah. I can feel the emotion in your voice.
1: Oh, it is. He's just. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so since 2019 when I first met him, it's just he's always just been there. If something was wrong, he would call and go, right, let's fix this. This is not what's supposed to happen. And. You don't get that a lot and, yeah. like, you get your family and friends' support and you know that they're always going to be there for you. But for a complete stranger just to go, no, I support you, I validate you, I hear you, yeah. it's it's it means everything. Just to have a stranger go, no, that was wrong, Let's fix it. Let's sue the shit out of them and fix. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yep. Yep. Well, I hope he's successful and I hope getting the market guy. But anyway, well, well, I'm curious to see how that all turns out. But oh yes. But Tim, thank you so much. I really, really appreciate you coming on and sharing this and you know being a voice for our I was, I was going to say the underdog, not really the underdog, but perceived as the underdog in society, you know, as one of the underdogs. Any minority group has to face some underdog treatment and it's absolutely bloody not on and it's um, despicable, but it does happen. And unless um, people, good people, you know, all ally and stand up and, you know, you know, support and lead, like you say, stand up as a leader, things will never change. So um, I applaud you for the the guts that you've had because you could have you could have said um i'm a victim i'm staying in bed but you didn't you said this is not fucking right and you you took action and still taking action and i can appreciate how bloody hard and tormenting it is uh, to go on for seven years day after day after day after day and and think that this is such an obvious issue that should have been fixed on day one and it should not even still exist so it it's it I admire your strength, you know, for, and and some might say, well, it's not strength, it's just getting through life, but it's not. It's, 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 it takes a lot. It takes a lot to get up every day and face something that's dragged out and dragged out and dragged out. So,
1: exactly. It's, I'm not just, I'm not sucking it up. I'm fighting it.
0: Yeah. So many
1: people have told me, stop the fight, just get on with life. And I'm like, no, I started this, well, they started the fight. I'm going to end the fight. And, I've got to stand up for myself. Otherwise, I will hate myself the rest of my life for not doing what was right by me.
0: Yeah, and I think also that the you that when people are bullied, there's a lot of shame. Do you know? And and it's kind of like, oh, what did I do wrong? And people are going to think I'm weak, and you know, and I'm too scared to tell people. I'm embarrassed about it. But but if. <sighs> by you and then they feel alone they feel like they're the only yes. person in the world that's has happened to and so when you're speaking up people can listen to your story and go oh man if he's got the guts that's what happened to me and and he's dealing with it this way so you, you just that odd little chance that you might inspire somebody to recognize that they're not alone you know and that they could yes. be doing things a little differently is huge and uh, I, I love,
1: it. love it that's all i want to do is if I change one person's life or uh, a gay person that's been through my experience and I get them to stand up and just fight for themselves, they don't have to fight for anyone else, just stand up for yourself. Or I change the opinion of um, the people that are doing this, not realising that it's, it's not a, a joke, it's not, you know, off the cuff, everybody laughs about it. Even if I change someone's perspective who then when they see it, they go, no, that's not on. I've done my job Yeah, because there's a big ripple effect. Once someone realises, okay, that's not on, they'll tend to go to other people, no, you can't do that. Mm. And then it just, it's that ripple effect and I'm hoping it's kind of happening because unless they're told, they don't know any different.
0: Yep. Well, they should know different, but we can argue no. that. <laughs> you that. <know? laughs> but anyway, um, I think we all know uh, right from wrong. I think there's a, a value system or a belief system that just uh, chooses to be easier or chooses to... Ke- you know, we have this fear of rejection, fear of being ejected from the crowd, you know, from the tribe. And so I think we... Even when we know it's wrong, we'll still do it because it keeps us in with the mob, you know, and, and yeah. that is mob mentality and it, and it just needs to stop. But Jim, thank exactly. you so very much for coming on and sharing your story. I've absolutely loved this chat and I know it will make a
1: difference to somebody. So thank you. Oh, no, thank you for having me. Thank you for giving me a platform to stand on as well because without people like you doing these types of podcasts, um, people just don't know what's going on in the world. They are so blinded these days. And if we can change some people's lives, we've done exactly what we've needed to do. Like we can be happy with who we've, we've become as people. So thank you for doing it.
0: Oh, my absolute pleasure. Well, I hope to see you at a market someday soon and I will oh, certainly yes. buy one of your candles with the funky names. Thank you. All right, <laughs> uh, Thanks, Eves Tim. Say yeah No
1: worries. Thank you. Bye.
0: Bye-bye. Oh, guys, that was fantastic. I hope you loved that as much as I did and certainly not the um, despicable behaviour um, from a workplace that should have been addressed, should, should have been well addressed by now, um, that, behavior is disgusting. Uh, if you see that in your workplace, call it out, don't put up with it and don't be that person who does that because every single person deserves to be treated with respect and um, that is completely uncalled for. What I do love about Tim is that he's standing up for himself and he's standing up as a leader to, you know, I guess represent or be the voice for other people and just just sort of shining the light on, the, you know, all of that stuff that it just isn't okay and that, you know, when we actually be kind to each other and treat people for who they are and just bloody will embrace each other, we don't have that kind of shit. And like you were saying, you know, he's there to do a job. Um, who he sleeps with has got nothing to do with how he performs his job and I think we need to be a lot more... Um, thoughtful about that kind of stuff. I love that he's uh, found the candle making as a way to deal with his mental health. I just think that's absolutely fantastic. So his candles are 100% soy. So they are good quality candles. Like you said, there's two lines and um, some some funky names. I can't wait to actually have a good look and hopefully I'll see him at a market. Um, Speaking of his markets, um, as he said, they're on his website. And if you follow him on Facebook and Instagram, you will be able to uh, see where he's coming up next. And his website again is thegayfarmer.com.au and Insta is at thegayfarmer, A U S Oz. So I'll put the links in the show notes and hopefully you can go and follow him and get yourself some candles made by the gay farmer i hope you absolutely love that thank you again for joining me again this week it means the world to me even though i don't know who half the people are but um i appreciate you listening anyway and i really hope it brings a smile or brings some thought to you every single week so uh that's it from me and i'll see you again next week see ya thanks for joining me as always i hope this episode inspired you If you know somebody who's taken courageous action to create something that's making a difference for other people, let me know about it. Go to my website, karenvaughan.com, tinker around there, have a bit of a look and send me a message. I can't wait to hear from you. And remember, you're worth it. Your unique talents and gifts need to be out in this world. And I'm so passionate about inspiring you to achieve that. So you've listened to this episode. Just say yes, make the decision and put one foot in front of the other. See you next week.